0: Welcome, football fans. Buckle up for another hard-hitting episode of Player 54 Podcast, a show focused solely on the XFL. From a sunny southwest Florida studio, here's your host, Michael Lythrop. Hello, football fans. This is episode 50, Brace Yourself, Team Names Are Coming. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Royal Retros by 503 Sports. Royal Retros are the king of throwbacks. Royal Retros by 503 Sports provides a line of merchandise from legendary defunct leagues such as the XFL 1.0. If you have always wanted to get yourself a quality Las Vegas Outlaws He Hate Me or Los Angeles Extreme Tommy Maddox jersey, perhaps even an OG XFL's Team's t-shirt, we have you covered. Simply click on the link provided in the show's description and notes and enter the code Talk XFL" at checkout to receive 10% off your purchase. This week, we have several XFL developments to cover. In addition, later in the show, I will be joined by running back Shane Simpson to discuss his football journey and XFL draft invitation. But first, we have those developments to cover. So, let's get to it. On October 24th, the XFL Communications Department released a list of quarterbacks being evaluated at an upcoming Jordan Palmer minicamp. Caleb Elby from Western Michigan University. Garrett Garantano from Tennessee and Washington State. De'Ara King from Houston and University of Miami. Jalen McClendon from NC State and Baylor. Cole McDonald from Hawaii. Steven Montez from Colorado. Joan Pass from Louisville and Prairie View A&M, Anthony Russo from Temple and Michigan State, Brian Scott from Occidental College, Brandon Silvers from Troy, Carson Strong from Nevada, Khalil Tate from Arizona, and Ryan Willis from Virginia Tech. Then, on October 26th, two more XFL town halls made the rounds of social media platforms. The following town halls are Arlington on November 1st from 6 to 8 p.m. and Houston on November 8th from 6 to 8 p.m. Then on October 30th, the XFL announced its team names and logos will be unveiled on October 31st, beginning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time via league channels. Finally, we will get the much anticipated news, which is a nice Halloween treat for the XFL fan base. As I have previously mentioned, I will now be joined by running back Shane Simpson to discuss his football journey and XFL draft invitation. Welcome Shane. I appreciate you taking the time to join the show to discuss your football journey and XFL draft invitation. I appreciate you having me. It's a pleasure. You played your collegiate ball at division One Towson university and the university of Virginia. Can you walk us through your recruitment and your football experience?
1: Yeah, so coming out of high school, uh, I was under recruited for the most part. Then I had the whole once my recruitment process up my senior year, like going into my senior year of high school, I had pretty much all the CAA schools. I had about three, three to four FBS schools, but ultimately, obviously, I chose Towson. I just felt like it was meant for me to be here. And uh, also I did my research because I didn't know too much about Towson coming out of school. And they had a real good stable running back history. So that, that, that intrigued me. And then especially me playing special teams, kick return, punt return. I know I can make an impact on um, the offensive side and the special team side of things. And then obviously once my uh, once COVID hit with our, the season coming to an end, um, In 2020, before I started, and when I was at Towson, I decided to enter the transfer portal. Right away, I got big-time offers from, like, University of Virginia, Texas, Penn State, Pitt, Northwestern, Florida State, Western Kentucky. Like, the list goes on, but ultimately, I did choose uh, University of Virginia. And out of my college career, I'm glad I chose these two schools.
0: How much of an adjustment was it for you leaving Towson? And moving to a Power Five school,
1: uh, not at all. It wasn't even a big change. Like I say all the time, football is football. At the end of the day, I played against Power Five schools when I was at. 10. The pretty much the only difference you can really tell are the guys that put their hand in the dirt. Those are probably the biggest changes from uh, each comp or each division. Then maybe the signal caller, maybe then everything else. You got you're gonna have playmakers at everywhere so it really wasn't a big adjustment especially like for myself um I knew I should have I could have went power five or uh, FBS out of high school because I did have the offers but ultimately decided where I picked uh, Towson because that's why I felt like God was calling me like to come to Towson
0: so players aside was there significant differences in the program themselves like with coaches or just the athletic departments Obviously, we know facilities are probably significantly different. With Power Five schools, probably throwing a lot more money at their facilities. But was there any major adjustments in that way, or not really?
1: Actually, yes. Uh, when I was at Towson, one I went through about four to five running back coaches in itself. So I was always something. There was always something new for me. So I really never got a grasp of uh, like a co- a running back coach. But I'm thankful for all of them, just because they all had different uh, coaching methods so i learned something new from each coach so i'm appreciative of that then i'm a football junkie so like i'm always in i'm always in the film room either by myself or running back coach the head coach special teams coach i just want to ask questions or even put my input like hey I'm on special teams i know their their two is coming like their two on kickoff is a speed guy and he love he loves to crash down maybe we can do like a bounce or something like that or a counter return and then running back is Pretty, pretty simple. Just knowing, I always wanted to know the more advanced stuff, which made what makes my job easier once I know all the everything else. But going back to the question with um, coaching staffs, yes. Um, when I went to Virginia, it was a Mormon coaching staff, so we didn't have anything on Sundays, and I was used to having stuff on Sundays. So I'm not complaining because Sundays off was amazing. And then the way we ran that program at University of Virginia, it was an earned, not given mentality that was our motto first uh we had to earn literally everything uh so like during camp you have guys that just had their last names on their jersey and then towards the end of the first week of camp whoever did their thing throughout that camp or uh, throughout that first week would get to pick their uh select their jersey and then you really just you get this feeling like you really accomplished something like you weren't just given a number like you're traditionally used to So that was a big adjustment for me because I'm just like, I really got to earn my jersey coming into my, like, what was my sixth year? Yeah, sixth year. I was like the oldest on the team. So I'm just like, all right, but, and I was coming off surgery as well. So it was definitely different, but just learning two different sides of like coaching staffs, it was, it was really cool.
0: I think you were a little bit modest. And talking about your career here. So, I'm going to talk about some of your accolades here for a second. I'm going to list them off, right? So, if you don't mind, I'm going to go through and read these for our listeners, right? Just so they get an understanding of who you are. I think mm-hmm. it's important. So, back in 2016, all CAA first team. CAA, Offensive Rookie of the Year. ECAC, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Hero Sports, first team freshman All-American. Stats, third team All-American. 2017, preseason All-CAA kick returner. 2018, three-time All-CAA first-team running back, second-team kick returner, third-team punt returner. CAA Special Teams Player of the Year. Stats, FCS All-American second-team all-purpose. Athens Sports, FCS All-American first-team all-purpose. Hero Sports FCS All American First Team All Purpose, AFCA FCS Coaches All American First Team All Purpose, Associated Press All American First Team All Purpose, 2019 CAA Preseason All Conference Team, Stats Preseason All American, and the Walter Payton Award Watch List. Did I miss any?
1: Yeah, actually, they did. Um, in 2018, <laughs> I also got. I got all American for all purpose player, running back and kick return, uh, being a kick returner as well. So I had like the three, three right there. Then I was a finalist for the Jerry Rice Award, which is like the nation's top freshman in 2016, I think it was. And then the Senior Bowl watch list I was on for top 250, but that's it though. After that,
0: <laughs> you're fairly humble because you didn't get into how good. I get it. That's respectable. But I think it's very important to share. You had a pretty good collegiate career.
1: Yes, definitely. Like, like you just said, I'm really humble about it just because that's that's what I expected of myself. Like I always wrote, I always write my goals down, especially during before the season starts. I hang it up either on my ceiling or on a whiteboard and just want to make sure I check off everything after the after the year is done. And my biggest thing going into college was like, don't have any regrets. And I don't at all. Like I literally hit all my accomplishments. I set out for myself going into college. The only thing I still get mad about to this day, probably, is I didn't get the Offensive Player of the Year award in 2019, just due to the fact that I tore my knee that season. So that's probably the only thing that I can really think of. Like I played Division One ball. I was blessed to have the, Opportunity to play at two great universities on full scholarship. My parents didn't have to worry about paying for me. So that was a big thing for me because that was a promise that I made to my to my parents. So I'm glad I fulfilled that. Then I got to play power five football that I always envisioned and it made a made a difference there as well. So I really like my college career and then also ended with fifty seven hundred yards all purpose. So that's a lot of yardage, so i'm really't I wasn't,
0: wasn't going to try to get into all the statistics i'm like, I think the honors speak for themselves, right so I'm like well let's he's not going to mention any of these. Let me mention these so I made sure I had the list in front of me because I'm like he you never know with a player. Some people are very humble and they' mm-hmm. they're not going to really kind of toot that horn or step on that soapbox so I'm like, well, this is very important to the career that you have, so I wanted to share it. So, can you take a moment and just share with us what those honors mean
1: to you? Yeah, they they mean a whole lot uh, to be honest. Because you guys don't know my story, I went through a lot of adversity, just from a lot of injuries, freak injuries at that. Because I tore both my shoulders, I broke my ankle in high school. I tore my right knee ACL MCL in 2019. I had since I was 14 or so, I lost five to eight of my closest, like close friends. So it was a whole bunch of stuff that went on, went on since I got into college. So just having all those distractions, that adversity, and still find a will to have the college career that I had is just amazing. It's a blessing. I'm thankful for God putting me through those situations. Yeah, that's, people probably think I'm crazy for saying that, but I'm a big believer of God. Everything happens for a reason, and God puts, uh, gives his toughest soldiers um, the toughest battles. And I'm just, I just want to be a walking testament about that.
0: So I don't usually get into faith, right? And you know, I don't try to go down the road because, you know, you no, know, it's like yeah, you know, some guys know, politics, like politics it like and dinner, you know, at the dinner table, religion at the dinner table. Just don't bring it up, right? Yeah. But my dad, I grew up on a farm, so my dad's a farmer. Mm. So I'm blessed to have the background I do, and it doesn't matter where I came from. It's where I'm headed. Same same with you, right? Any player, It doesn't matter where you came from. It's where you're headed. <clears throat> he always said, I don't get any mountain put in front of me. No task too great that the Lord doesn't believe that I can handle. So it doesn't I mean, matter what I personally think. Amen, right? So... It doesn't matter what I think. Man, I can't. Oh, I don't know why I'm in. You're going through it for a reason. So, I'm not here going to preach or anything. But, again, it was only put in front of you because you could handle it. You could achieve it. You could conquer it. And you're still going through it. So, don't sweat it, right? No doubt. So, to reel it back in, right, let's get back to football. I understand you were a 2021 College Gridiron Showcase invitee. What was that experience like?
1: It was it was good. Um, obviously, it was definitely different just because of COVID aspect of it. Just be able to be there around different players, talk to to all the NFL scouts. Um, it was definitely it was a huge thing, especially um, the 2020, from twenty twenty, where you really couldn't even see anybody. So me being there was was a blessing, and just to play football and just do stuff that I've been doing since I was six years old. It was like nothing, so it was really fun for me, just getting out in front of the NFL teams, NFL scouts, just talking to them, just doing regular stuff that I've been doing, from catching the ball, the backfield, running routes, doing cutting drills, and anything they else, anything else they wanted, really. So it was, it was definitely a great uh, week. So
0: obviously that helped segue, because eventually, at since leaving college. You had a stint with the Winnipeg Bombers of the Canadian Football League. Mm -hmm. Can you walk us through how this opportunity came about and what that experience was like?
1: Yeah. So I worked out for Winnipeg in, was it early April? And it was down, it was in Texas, uh, Dallas, Texas. And I just did everything I was supposed to when I worked out for them. Um, I did kickoff returns, I did punt returns, caught out the backfield doing wheel route, seams, lined up in the slot, did some receiver stuff as well. Then did, I didn't lose a one-on-one at all. Uh, so I just made a really good impression. And then we talked. I talked to the GM, the assistant GM, all the coaches that were there for a while. And then the next day, they called me right before I was heading back to New Jersey on my flight. They called me prior, like 8 in the morning or so and said, you're going to come up, to film. we're going to sign you. I'm like, shoot, just send the paperwork. <laughs> I'm ready. Then I have a few guys that actually played up there before. And they said, like, they have a nickname for us, it. like Winnipeg. And I'm like, oh, it gets, it must be well get cold up there. Because I never, I, one, I never even been to Canada for one. And then two, I never, obviously never been to Winnipeg. Then I made sure I packed everything I had. My joggers, tights, sweatshirts. Like, I had the whole nine. I was good. Then get up there, uh, definitely definitely different from America. They, like, just going across the – um, just trying to get into Canada. Like, once you're going through customs, uh, they're so strict. Like, they ask you, at, like, every little thing. So I'm like, oh, they don't play up here. And then it gets – like, then I probably saw the sun. I was up there for, like, a month and a half to uh, two months. I probably saw the sun five to 10 times, <laughs> but, but then like just going through the process of that just playing pro football, really nothing, nothing different that I, I always approach football, how I'm supposed to just, it's a business. You got to do what you got to do. If you don't know anything, if you don't know the information they're giving, you're going to get cut right away. So I just made sure I was in my playbook all the time. I was, doing, I was balling, rookie camp was balling, uh, training camp I was balling. And then I forgot, it was at the end of May? I've never been so cold in my life. It, it started it was snowing at practice during training camp. It was about 28 degrees, snow, then it started hailing, then the wind picked up. So I'm like, oh, this is Canada. <laughs> and then I appreciated my time at Winnipeg. It came to the end. And then I signed with Montreal. Um, Alouettes after that. Then I came back to the States in July.
0: So that's a different brand of ball up there, right? Definitely. Was, I know there's a little bit on ESPN too. I know on ESPN Plus. So I don't think a lot of people catch it. Maybe a lot of the hardcore football fans do, but three down ball, larger field, you know, the, mm-hmm. the goalpost is in the front of that. How does that change route running?
1: Oh tremendously uh for me, not so much unless I'm running a seam or a pose out the backfield, but that doesn't really bother me as much. It's still a little weird when I was still when I was playing up there, but the thing that caught me was how big the field is like you can like t v doesn't give it any like the t v does give it justice, but playing on the field like in the states the the um the width of the field is fifty three yards, and then in Canada is sixty five. Then, ten yard end zones in the states with the goalposts in the back, and then the, in Canada goalposts in the front with a twenty yard end zone. So, and then all the different rules play in the factor. So it was definitely weird, especially um our offense getting used to the waggle motion. Um, just for the viewers that don't know, it's just you're be you're able to move the, throughout the whole play, which was crazy to me at first but you, you pick it up fast and then the best thing about being a returner up there you get a five-yard halo in any direction so you, you'll be able to catch the uh, catch a punt at all times and not be worried about getting hit like you would in the states and then and you just play football after that
0: one last question about the canadian game mm-hmm. all right i, I tr- Try to understand it. Like I've been watching, I don't have a team that I follow, but I try to watch every once in a while, right? Mm-hmm. Can you explain the Rouge? What's the rouge? Is that the one point? They call it like the Rouge or oh, something like oh, that? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So that that was confusing as well. So when the team is punting and it goes into the end zone, and the punt returner can pick it up or just leave it right there. And nobody can touch him besides the punter. The punter has to sprint down the field and try and recover it so they can get a touchdown. But say uh the returner picks it up, and obviously there's he has a halo around him, so he's not gonna do too much. Um, he just takes a knee and there's just a one point, it's one point given to the um, the kicking team, and then we we'll still keep the ball, which I thought was weird. So that's like when I first saw a game that was one zero at one point, I'm just like how did that happen? Then obviously playing in it, I'm like, oh, there you go. Right. It's just one of those things I
0: always, I, I'm, again, I didn't look it up. I've always been trying to figure out in the rule of play what, how does it exactly work? Yeah. Thank you. And anyone else is listening? Hopefully you did know that. Maybe I was just the only ignorant one that did not. So, you know, I'll, I'll take my, uh, my lumps where I have to if I... But Coming back stateside, I understand you were invited to the XFL showcase for Washington, D.C., but you were in Canada at that moment, right? Yes,
1: I was. Um, I got invited, personally got invited to the one in D.C., but I was in Montreal at the time.
0: You posted on your social media that you were trying to attend the Arizona or Texas showcases. Were you able to do so?
1: No. So as soon as I got back to the States, like as soon as I got, I touched back down, I hit up Rush, um from the XFL. And it was like, I hit him, I, I hit him, sent him an email and I had his number too. So I texted him and I emailed him. just like saying, like, obviously it was Shane, Shane Simpson, uh, University, Virginia, um, Towson University, running back, kick return, front returner. I sent them my email that I got from, the Washington invite, and I was just saying, like I'm a free agent now. I'm back in the states. I was looking to see if I can get in front of you guys again at either Arizona or Texas. Uh Please just let me know, and so I can get every like the travel arrangements around. Because obviously I'm not from Texas or Arizona, and I'm I would definitely have to fly. <clears throat> so I just I just wanted to get that out the way real quick, and then thankfully he uh, he hit me, he hit me back really fast. Uh, I wasn't really expecting the answer right away. But it hit me back really fast and just said thank you, appreciate it so much. But it's the the showcase is full. Uh even though we would um you had the invite already, you're gonna be scouted and viewed, all that stuff, even if you don't go to the showcases at all. So I'm like, all right. So I don't gotta go to the showcase. I'm like, all right, sounds good. But I, my biggest thing with that, I definitely want to get to the showcase just to be around all the coaches, build that relationship, connect with everybody, and then they can just get to see me. One as a player, how I move, and stuff like that, but also how I interact so that was that was probably my big my biggest thing that I wanted to get out of going to the showcase, but I was thankful to we walk away with a draft invite, and then obviously with private workouts getting coming up as well.
0: I was gonna mention so if I recall it was around July nineteenth when you posted that you had received your xFL draft invite. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming you had accepted it, right? I mean, that would be an obvious thing. What was that moment for you receiving that invitation despite not going to a showcase, right? You, you know, yeah, Russ, was it Russ Brandon?
1: That, yes.
0: Uh, sent you the email. But did you feel like it would come that quick? Because there's some people that had to wait a while. I mean, July 19th, thats that was pretty early.
1: Yeah, I'm... Um, um. I was probably, like I said it was pretty it was like you just said it was pretty early. I was definitely wasn't expecting it that fast, I would say I just knew that I wanted to go out to at least a showcase just for the fact that I missed the one in d c and I wanted to be around the coaches and uh so they can put a name to a face if they didn't already know me and I just wanted to build that relationship with them, but I was able to receive that, and I'm thankful and I'm just ready to rock. You mentioned
0: the private workouts. Have you had any conversations with any of the coaching staff about potentially participating in one?
1: Yes, I actually have one this weekend in D.C. What's it called? With the defenders. So that will be my first one. So I'm just ready to go. I don't know what the private workouts going to tell you, that 40 L drill, the broad jumps, one-on-ones, uh, running, backs, running back cuts and stuff, catching out the backfield. Special teams, maybe. I I really don't know. I just been obviously I've been just training since I've been back in the states, so I'm be really um, well prepared for whatever's thrown my way. Uh, now I'm ready to go. Oh, awesome. Now we're
0: gonna step away from the playing aspect. I understand you are a member of the Towson University football coaching staff as the quality control coach on the offensive side. Is there? What does that mean to you, returning to the program and helping younger players?
1: Oh, it's it's, it's amazing. Just because, and it's also a crazy feeling just because I played, I literally played with some of the guys still on the team. Probably the oldest guy on the team. I played with him for three years. Uh, some guys I played for two and then just maybe a handful for one. And then just like seeing them at practice when I first arrived here, because I probably only told like two guys that I was coming back, uh, the coach. And like, they just saw me like, what you doing here? I'm like, you'll find out once I, uh, once we go to the team meeting. And then I, we have to do all the new coaches have to do it in- introduction and stuff. And then, um, yeah, that was pretty much it. So uh, I really, I'm with the running backs and the returners. So like just giving back the knowledge that I had um, that I had in college. And even now as a pro I know the guys are taking it by stride. Like it's like an it's like amazing feeling when you te- when you're teaching somebody and they apply it to the apply it to the field. So the stuff I myself and the running back coach, Coach Foreman, I've been teaching them. Uh, they're implementing it to the games and practice. So it's definitely a great feeling for like for myself just to give back though. It's pretty cool
0: to be welcome back to where essentially it started. I mean, is the coaching staff pretty all the same? I mean, for the most part, head coach and whatnot.
1: Yeah, for the most part, yes. Um, yeah, um, Coach Ambrose has been there for forever, so <laughs> me and him have a really good relationship. That's like my second, like a second dad to me, really. Um, so I'm, I'm real appreciative that he allowed me to come back, and then just the whole staff in itself. It's a really good staff, so I, I'm, I enjoy being back.
0: Well, I was going to say that speaks volumes to the person that you are and the relationships that you built while you were there, that they were lasting. You know, some players are just more focused. I, you know, whatever, just let me get me. But, I mean, obviously you did everything the right way, team-oriented and whatnot, because not everyone gets offered that opportunity. So that speaks volumes to who you are and what you bring to the table. Appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, obviously, it doesn't matter what I say, that's what it means, right? I mean, that's the, the ultimate compliment is by offering you that opportunity and bringing you back. So that's that's really awesome. Are you represented currently by an agency?
1: Yes, I'm represented by first-round management with Drew Rigsby and uh, Joe Vaccaro.
0: So how have they helped you in this whole process of pursuing your goals?
1: Oh they've been they've been doing a really good job. Um they're actually my second agency. I fired my first one in right before the USFL stuff started. So obviously I got the I got the invite for the USFL but I knew it would be a little harder with me with no re- representation at that time especially when the draft was going on. So that played a huge role in that. But once I once I signed with them, they uh they've been on it. They know I'm a hard worker. I'm not I'm not really any guy to BS around or anything like that. I wanna, like, I'm I know I'm gonna put the work in. I just wanna make sure it's being transferred to the other side. So, whatever you gotta do, if I gotta go to Seattle if I gotta go to Seattle, I gotta go to Hawaii, wherever. Don't doesn't matter. I'll be there. Just let me know the date, time. Uh, we we will find a way to get there. So they know I'm not a guy to BS around, especially when it comes to football or anything like that. So I uh, um, I love the management. Uh, we're real close. We talk pretty much, not if not every week, every two weeks, just to check in, make sure everything's good. Uh, so I'm glad I'm with this agency now.
0: So I've had an XFL executive on the show before. I'm not mm-hmm. saying they listen, but they know the show exists, right? So yeah. I typically provide an opportunity to each of my guests if coaching staff members or key league executives were to tune into this particular episode, what is there about you? The one thing that is really unknown, but very important to who you are and what you bring to the table that they should know so that they can select you over another player.
1: That's a really good question. I would just probably say the biggest thing with me that you're going to get and a player, well, you're gonna get a versatile player. I can play running back. I can run the ball. I can catch out the backfield. I can block, which is a big thing in this game. And I can also add value to the kick return aspect. Well, special teams and them in, in general from kick return aspect, punt return. Even if it's running down on kickoff, punt, uh, gunner, just anything to get on the field to help the team. That's what. That's the type of guy that I am. I love this game. And I just want to do this as long as I can. I just need, I just want the opportunity to play in this great league. And also, with me being a, a captain in college two times, that you're going to get a guy that's going to be always on time. He's going to do he's going to do what he has to do and help others.
0: Shane, it has been a pleasure. And I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and talk with me about your football experience, next of all draft invitation, and even the workout that's upcoming. I hope you do get selected in the XFL draft, but more importantly, make the team roster and make it on the field in 2023. If so, I'd love to have you come back so we could discuss how the season's going for you or had gone for you and how your team had done.
1: Yes, definitely. I appreciate you uh, for having me on today, allowing me to tell my journey and my story. Uh, like you said, I hope to get drafted as well. That's up to the executives and coaches and stuff like that. Just know you're going to get a baller. and we shall see.
0: Right, right. Before you go, if some of our listeners wanted to follow you and your journey, how could they do so?
1: Yeah. So, if you want to follow my journey, I'm on Twitter, Shane Simpson underscore eighteen. Then I'm on I, um I'm on Instagram a lot. Then my my tag is Shane Simpson uh, underscore thirty one.
0: Perfect. Thank you, Shane. Thank you. You're welcome. Although Shane is a Division I product, who at one point played for a Power 5 school, I felt that his backstory provides a different perspective from the players we have previously shared. The fact that he's giving back to other aspiring football players as a member of the Townsend staff while still pursuing his dream is something worth taking the time to learn and share with others. Unfortunately, we do not have any fan line messages this week. If you have a comment, question, or hot take and would like it to be heard on the show, reach out to the fan line by calling 863-TALK-XFL or 863-825-5935. Doing so, your message could be included in an upcoming episode. All good things must come to an end. This concludes another episode of Player 54 Podcast. As always, I am interested in receiving your feedback. So do not be a stranger. Reach out to let me know your thoughts. And if you do so, your comments might just make it on the show. But before you go, do not forget to subscribe and rate the show on your platform or choice. One last thing. If you're interested in checking out our friends over at Royal Retro's by 503 Sports, do not forget to click on the link in the show's description and notes, as well as that sweet code, Let's Talk XFL, for 10% off your purchase. Thank you for tuning in. Till next time, cheers. Thank you for tuning into today's show. Don't forget to subscribe and rate Player 54 Podcast on your platform of choice. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Player 54 Podcast. Do you have a question or topic you would like to have addressed on the show? Message the show via social media or send an email to player54podcast at gmail.com.